I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 10 of the Parenting Aces Podcast. We are proud partners of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, and I am your host, Lisa Stone. This week, we are going to be talking technology, one of my new favorite subjects, which for anybody that knows me knows that it's very strange to hear those words coming out of my mouth, but we are checking back in with someone that we had on the podcast almost two years ago, hard to believe. We are going to be checking back in with Swing Tennis and Swipnil Sahai, and I'm so excited to share with y'all all all the new developments that are happening with Swing Tennis and the partnerships that they are developing. It's just amazing, all the new things that have happened over the past almost two years, as I said. Before I bring Swipnil on, though, I want to just give a quick shout out to our Parenting Aces Premium members. Thank you so much for your continuing support of Parenting Aces. We love having you part of our community. And for those of you who haven't joined yet, please go to parentingaces.com, click on the join button, and we'd love to have you. All right, without further ado, I am going to bring Swipnil on and we're going to jump right in because, as I said, he was on the podcast in November of 2019. So I'm going to have a link to that old version uh, in the in the show notes. But Swipnil, welcome to the pod. I'm so excited to chat with you. So much is happening with swing tennis and I can't wait for you to share it all with Parenting Aces. For sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. It's awesome to be back. It's, as you said, crazy that it's been two years. It feels like it wasn't that long ago, but uh, what has happened? (laughs) Yeah. And I want to just quickly say to our listeners, if you are actually listening to this, we do have the video version on ParentingAces.com and on the Parenting Aces YouTube channel. So is going to be doing some sharing with us. So I urge you to watch the video version if this is of interest to you. So that said, Swoopnail, in a nutshell, what is Swing Tennis? Yeah, so Swing Tennis, basically, it's a mobile app. So it's an app for your iPhone or iPad that provides a few key things. So one is shot tracking, video analysis, and now line challenges, um, all using AI on your smartphone, which is like just the craziest thing ever. But it's literally just one iPhone at the back of the court, and that's all you need. And it does all those things for you. Life-changing, as I can imagine, for especially junior tennis and junior tennis tournaments. Also, you know, I've heard some stories about some league tennis that could probably use a little help with line calling, too, though I don't typically have those issues when I play, but I know a lot of people do. Um, Interestingly, as I was telling you offline, your name has come up in several conversations that I've had recently. So I'm so excited to hear about all the new developments that are happening at Swing. Um, The last time we talked, you were just launching the app. It was just getting started. It had some very basic features with a lot of things kind of coming down the pipeline. The pipeline is here. Those features are here. Um, so maybe this will be a good time to share your screen and, and walk us through some of the things that the app can do for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Can, can you see it? When you're ready. Yeah. All right. So what you're looking at here, this is basically what a session looks like when you finished a match. In this case, we didn't get to finish the entire match. Um, And so right away, you can see there's a big thumbnail there in the middle of the video. 
if you scroll down, there's a bunch of highlights that are created automatically for you. So you could see like the longest rallies, um, the rallies where you ran the most, rallies above five shots, break points, game points. You can even see highlights based on shot type as well. So like look at your forehands or your backhands. Um, and it gets even more granular than this, but this is just the ones that are created automatically. So I'm just gonna go up here and play the main uh, player up here. Um, that's gonna load up my video. And so I can go right here and there's a bunch of different filters um, for the video. I can watch like specific shots. So in this case, for example, um, I'm gonna do rallies actually. So let's say I just wanna watch like every uh, forehand and backhand winner. I can just select that right here and then it's immediately gonna play just those points. And then what's really amazing is after the point is played, uh, it's over, then it'll cut right next to the next point automatically. So notice how that just cut immediately to the next point. All the dead time is removed. It's just really, really fast. And then again to the next point. Um, and then similarly, you can also watch the video. Whoops, sorry about that. You can watch the video shot by shot as well. Um, and so this is really nice if you want to review your form. So I'm going to actually slow it down because I think this is helpful to look in slow motion. And so let's look at, for example, my shots and specifically my backhand. So I'm in the pink here. And so this is gonna play through every backhand that I hit. And then after the shot uh, goes, it just goes to the next shot here. Um, skip to the next shot here. So this is just going through every backhand basically. Um, I can just review the form like really easily, see what my footwork was like, that was pretty bad. Um, and then you can <laughs> even look at the result of the shot too. So I could say like, let's just show me the shots that I missed, even though I hate doing this live with everybody, but. I think this is actually very useful, which is to look at, okay, the shots that you missed, what went wrong? Like maybe your footwork was off or what was it? Um, and so I can just see that like kind of clearly here as well, which is pretty nice. So, you know, it's just amazing that all of this is just done automatically for you. Like the AI tags all of your shots for you. It's tagging where the shots are landing, the speed of the ball, which you're seeing in the top right. Um, and at the same time, it's removing all the dead time between the rallies. And so it's really kind of the best solution for this type of problem. and. It's just so efficient to be able to watch your videos like this. Um, I mean, one thing that I know we talked about the last time we did the podcast was how cool this is for those junior players who are going through college recruiting to yeah. be able to pull just the shots, no dead time, put them together into a highlight reel to share with college coaches. And what a great and simple way to you know, put together video and to update video periodically, um, you know, to keep sending to the coaches as you're going through recruiting. I just think it's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm showing you the lowlights, but, you know, I could show you the highlights too, right? The shots that I actually made. And then that would be a great highlight to send <laughs> or even just like, you know, all of your serves or things like that. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot you can do and there's a lot more we're going to be adding um, here soon. You know, we'll be adding ability to look at like serve plus one, return plus one, you know, basically those like first two shots in the rally. So um, there's this just a lot more that we're going to be doing here. Um, but it's it's pretty awesome already and like very, very helpful. Um, so I like just fun too. So one of the things that I love about swing tennis as well is the ability to share the information, right? So um, parents can look at it, coaches can look at it, the players can look at it. And um one of the new features that you're adding is this, you know, line calling feature, right? Mm -hmm. um, can you show us how that works? Because 
I can tell you junior tennis parents are really interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So currently the way it works is it actually requires an Apple Watch. So I can actually go over, I have a demo of this as well for you, which is pretty fun. Um, so the way it works is you set up your phone behind the court the same way you saw it in the video I just showed, but then you can also use your watch to challenge at any time. Uh, and so what will happen is like when you tap on your watch to challenge, you'll get a list of shots that you can choose from. So in this case, you have like the last four shots that you can choose from, and then you can challenge a particular one. So I'll just play this video so you can see it. Sure is a big ball. Thought it looked good initially. I'm going to find out now. Out. Goodness. Wow. Yeah, so it's a little teaser video that we made, but it's pretty fun. I um, love that. But it's so cool. And so you can even like review the video like slow-mo if you want. So you can just like move the digital crown up and down on your watch and like view it in slow-mo, just make sure what happened. Um, and then it, it'll make the call for you too if you're like not sure if it's not clear in the video. So it's pretty exciting. So I mean this hasn't been you know officially approved in any sort of tournament setting yet. It's still very, very early stages. But the goal is to eventually get this approved and then do this automatically, like in real time. So you wouldn't even have to use your watch. It would just like say out for you, like kind of like you're seeing with Hawkeye Live. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the goal is to get it to that by the end of the year. And what applications are you seeing down the road for this particular feature of Swing? Um, I'd say for the, uh, the line challenge feature, I think that's the, that's the biggest one is like just being able to have the, the, the in and out called for you. And then beyond that, what's also cool is it could keep score for you too. So it's like having an umpire on the court. So it would actually say like 15 love and things like that. Um, and, you know, that's just going to be amazing because you don't have to worry about keeping score. You don't have to like worry about tracking it or anything. It's just they're done for you. Um, I just think like for junior tennis, that's so huge because like, you know, it's you, you're like, in addition to playing the sport, you're also keeping score, which is like you don't do that in any other sport at that age. Like in basketball, like, there's people keeping score for you. You're also calling the lines like you're being the ref, which also you don't have to do in any other sport. So it's just really weird that you have to do these additional things. And it, it takes away from like being able to play and enjoy the game mm -hmm. and probably pushes people out of the sport. So I'm hoping that like this type of technology is just going to make it more fun to play and like just make the sport better in general. Um, and then obviously you have like the arguments, which is like a whole nother thing that happens, right? So it's like, that will eliminate that too. So it's just, I think it's like solving three really big things uh, on the court right there. Um, and then we're also working with the ITA. So that's the Intercollegiate Tennis Association. So we have a partnership with them for college tennis. And so we're working with them to validate the accuracy of this. And then the goal is to use this at the college level as well. Um, you know, probably not this year, but, but next year is the idea. I love it. And as I mentioned before, you and I were talking offline that your name has come up in a couple of conversations I've had recently. One of them was in a clubhouse uh, conversation. Clubhouse is a, a like audio conversation app. I don't know how to describe it other than that, but it's a platform where people can come together and have conversations around certain topics. And the topic for discussion that I was part of was on cheating in junior tennis. And one of the people present in the conversation was Mickey Mole from USTA, who mentioned that they are talking with you about using swing in junior tennis to help alleviate the cheating issue. What's going on with those talks? Where are you? When is that going to be formalized? What can yeah. you tell us? Yeah, so 
a couple of things there. Well, first of all, we do have a partnership now with the USTA, which is really exciting. And so through that partnership, all registered coaches and members can get discounts, like recurring annual discounts on their subscription, um, which is just really amazing. Um, and then we're also helping the USTA with all the amazing data that we have about participation in the country. And so we can help them understand like demographics and like where people are playing and how are they playing and things like that, which I think is just really helpful for a federation. Um, with the line calling stuff, it's still early conversations right now. Um, we're working through like a testing plan to start actually testing the line calling accuracy. And then the idea would be that, you know, we're hoping by like next summer, basically, where we have like leagues and all that coming back, um, that we would have this ready and like approved for use in, in any sort of like league or competition match at the USTA level. Um, so that's, that's the eventual goal to get to that. Um, but it's still, I would say still early conversations, but until then, like you can already use the feature on the court in your like casual matches. Um, but you know, in a, in a competition setting, probably not yet, <laughs> but we'll get there. That's the idea. And I mean, USDA feels really strongly about it. Uh, Tennis Australia also feels like very, very strongly about it. So, you know, it's kind of for, at our level, it's basically just a matter of time. Um, it's pretty much like a data problem. So like the more data that we have, more people playing. Uh, the more accurate the AI will get, essentially. So it's kind of like an eventuality that we're going to get there. The timing isn't, you know, it's hard to pinpoint exactly, but we're hoping we can do this by next summer. How accurate is the line calling feature? Like compare yeah, so it to I'm, Hawkeye. Yeah, no. So that's that's a really sad comparison because Hawkeye is super accurate. I mean, they're they're accurate to within two millimeters. So basically, what that means is like if the ball is more than two millimeters from the line, like they're 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. um, and then once it's within that, it's like kind of a toss up. Um, so we're, we're not we're not anywhere close to that yet. And, you know, Hawkeye has like 10 cameras on the court and all that. So they have a much more elaborate system and expensive system. It's like $60,000 yes. a court. So, you know, our goal isn't really to be able to get to that accuracy. Um, but what I do want to do is get more accurate than the players. That's really our benchmark is, mm. you know, if we're accurate than all the players on the court, then this is obviously providing value and it's like better than the current system. Um, and so what that's is that number? Thinking. How accurate are players? Yeah, you know, we're actually doing some research on this and we're going to publish it soon. But um, what I've been seeing just anecdotally so far is looking through like videos of people playing matches on the platform. It's actually really bad. Like humans are probably accurate to a few inches, <laughs> which seems shocking. Um, but it's and, and, and it's not even like they're cheating, like even just honest people. Um, mm -hmm. It's just hard to see like the ball comes so fast at you, especially if it's a line that's like the baseline or the service line. When the ball is moving towards you, it's really hard to tell. Um, and then serves are like even worse because they're so fast. Usually like sidelines people can call pretty well, but I think mm -hmm. baseline and service line people make a lot of mistakes. And um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely seeing like people making inaccuracies of like several inches. Uh, and I, I think we'll definitely get more accurate than that. So uh, I think it's pretty promising, but yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you don't have a real high bar there. <laughs> to have to get <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's kind of good. That works in our favor. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know, still, still a hard problem. But, yeah, hopefully, I, th I think we're going to get there. That's, that's, we're almost well, there. And one of the things that I think is so interesting, because we play sites been on the market for several years now, yeah. and um, a lot of colleges installed play site. It's a high cost product. It's not available to everybody just because mm -hmm. of the price of it. Um, and so we've needed something that everybody has access to that everybody can afford yeah. and swing seems to be filling that need um, and developing pretty quickly to be able to fill that need. Right. So the fact that y'all are working with the ITA, I think is really promising. The fact that you're working with USTA 
the LTA, the Lawn Tennis Association, which is the UK's version of USTA. You're working with Tennis Australia, which is Australia's version of USTA. Um, you know, this is amazing. I mean, obviously, everybody understands the need for this type of technology, not just from the line calling standpoint, but from the stats gathering standpoint. And I'm guessing they all see it as a great opportunity to gather data as well, which we know everybody's in the data collection business these days, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so yeah, that, that was kind of why we started working on this ourselves was because we were amateurs and we didn't have any data about our game and that was just crazy to us. Um, and it's, as you said, like there's solutions out there um, that have been there, but they're all just so expensive. I mean, even the ones that are used at like the college level still like it's not really that accessible. Um, and so we just wanted to make something that's like super affordable, very easy to use and portable too. That was the other thing too, because it's like, it's one thing to get the cost down. It's like one thing to make it like easy to use. It's another thing to also make it portable so you can take it on any court. Like I think we kind of have the trifecta there, which is amazing. Um, and so that's that was kind of the goal there. And then, yeah, I mean, we're just tracking so much data and there's, there's a lot of value in the data. Obviously, um, you know, the data that we're sharing with like USTA and stuff is like very aggregated. It's not like personal data or anything. It's just like, you know, people in California typically are this old when they play tennis and they start playing and then maybe this old when they stop playing or what, you know, stuff like that. So, but I think that's all really valuable because like you want to understand just the general shape of like tennis players and like, how do we keep more people in the sport? Like, what are the maybe problem areas in the sport, like where are people like starting to leave? Like if you're starting to see like a lot of people leaving when they're like 16, 17 years old, maybe that's something to be focusing on. Maybe like junior tennis is a problem, I don't know. So, you know, just getting that information is really valuable. Um, so that's been what the partnerships have been. But yeah, it's been it's been amazing. I mean, yeah, like I said, when we talked to you two years ago, it was like we were just about to release the product. Now we have partnerships with like three of the four Grand Slam nations. Um, so it's pretty crazy, big turnaround. And then, I mean, this is just, I still feel like this is still the beginning. Like, I think there's like a lot more for us to do and a lot more for us to grow internationally, especially, um, you know, with, with every country. Like, you know, I'd love to be a partner with every federation, right, eventually. So sure. we really want this to be used everywhere. And just, I think the more people that are on the platform too, like the, the stronger the community gets as well. And I think it's a really great way to just have like pretty much the entire tennis community like in one place, um, which is kind of nice. So. Can you talk about your relationship with Tennis Australia? Because that's a kind of a unique one. Yeah, so theirs is a little bit different. So we initially met them through a startup accelerator, actually, that we went through last summer. So Techstars, um, it's one of the startup accelerator companies out there. And basically, a startup accelerator is like a, usually like a two to three month program where you go and then you just kind of try to grow the company as fast as you can. You get a lot of mentorship advice from like other startup advisors, um, you know, former founders, and in that case, it was a really unique program because that accelerator, um, Tennis Australia was a partner in that accelerator. So we got to work really closely with some people there like Marco Reed, who's like head of innovation, uh, Craig Tiley, who's the CEO. So we have a really good relationship with all those guys now. Um, and so as we got to know them better, we got that first partnership uh, with them earlier this year that we announced back in January. So they were the first federation to officially partner with Swing Vision. Um, and then most recently, they actually just made an investment in Swing Vision, which is pretty exciting too. So uh, they just launched a new venture capital fund specifically for investing in startups. And so we're the first company that they're investing in, which is also pretty exciting. So they they feel very strongly about us and kind of the future of where we can go. And I mean, they, they see us as being able to go through, as you said, across all levels of the sport. And mm -hmm. eventually, you know, even pros could be using this, you know, why not? So I think it's, it's we're trying to make it like democratize kind of that data and like that experience for everybody, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, I mean, they've been, they've been a huge help with that. 
How has COVID impacted your ability to get Swing Vision out there? Um, I mean, tennis, everything's shut down, obviously, for a long time. But I feel like, you know, maybe it was a blessing in disguise because it kind of caused a lot of people to hunker down and really get to work and focus on Mm -hmm. projects that maybe were on the back burner or maybe they just didn't have the time to focus 100% on. How did that impact you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, certainly as a company, I think what a lot of other people experience is like people worked a lot in the pandemic, which hopefully, you know, they can get back to some normalcy. But um, staying at home, it's like sometimes hard to blur the difference. You know, I think in terms of the tennis market, it's interesting because we actually had kind of like a panic moment from March till about May of last year, where Mm -hmm. like all the courts were closed, like in pretty much in the entire world. And so our user base went down to zero, like no one was playing at all. Um, and so that was really scary. I didn't know like if we were going to survive that period, uh, we were kind of running out of money, <laughs> like it was not good. Um, and then, but then, so we, we kind of acted really quickly. We d- developed some new features that actually let you train at home, which was pretty cool. So you could just put your phone on the ground and like do drills at home, like hit against a wall or just do like shadow swings and it would track it with the AI, which is really cool. Um, and so that became pretty popular, but then thankfully, yeah, like, things start opening up again, basically by the summertime, at least in the US. Um, and then we had a lot more people using the app. So yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest benefit, um, I shouldn't say benefit, but you know, the, the biggest positive for us, at least out of the pandemic, that we haven't even totally capitalized on yet is just how many new people started to play tennis. Like, right. I think in the US, right, there's about 15 million or so active tennis players. But I think in last year alone, there was like 4 million new players, which is just crazy. It's amazing growth. Um, so I think, you know, those people um, are just starting to play the sport rather than maybe came in through like pickleball or other avenues. But I think it's a huge opportunity there to try to capture that value and like bring swing vision to them. Obviously, they're more casual and social players. So the app as it is today maybe doesn't totally appeal to them. But our goal is to move more towards that market. Um, and that, we feel like that's actually the biggest opportunity is like most people who play tennis actually are people who are playing just for fitness reasons or just to like having a good time with their friends. Like mm-hmm. the, the percentage that's competitive is actually only about 10%. So, you know, we want to try to like expand and, and reach more and more people and eventually mm-hmm. build a company where it's like, even if you're just trying to get fit, like this is swing visions of the way to get fit. Like tennis happens to be the, the solution, but like that's the idea. So we want to try to get to that point. And I hope that we can build more things that will bring more people into the sport as well and show them that like, hey, this is an amazing sport. It's like great for your health. You're going to have a lot of fun. You're not just like, on your Peloton at home, you're like literally with your friends outside, um, you know, so I just feel like that's where we want to try to get to. Um, so be a pandemic does the app um, do things like calorie counts or measure steps or miles? It does, yeah. Like so if you do use the Apple Watch, we do track like your heart rate, um, your calories, and, and all that's like integrated with the solution today. So yeah, we already do a lot of that. And we do have a lot of people who actually use the app just with that. Like they don't even use the phone, they just use the watch. But there's obviously so much more you get when you use the video portion of it. Um, but yeah, we do already have that today. I love it. I love it. Um, so talk to us about kind of the technicalities. How do we get the app? How much does it cost, etc.? Yeah, so the app's free to download. Um, it's available only on iOS and Mac right now. So okay. basically on the App Store, just search for Swing Vision. Um, one word or two words, doesn't matter, but Swing Vision. <laughs> Uh, and then to actually subscribe, we have two tiers. So the way it works is the app's free to download. You can track two hours of footage a month for free. And then if you want to track a little bit more, like 10 hours a month, um, this is usually good if you play maybe like less than twice a week. 
okay. then that's the good tier for you. And that's going to be um, $75 a year. And then the highest tier, which is like 60 hours a month, which is like more than enough for most people. Um, and also gives you the line challenges and all that stuff. So basically like all the bells and whistles, um, that's 150 a year. So twice as much, but you get like way more stuff. So, I mean, most people do the pro. I think it's like 90%, 95% or something of our subscribers do the pro. Um, but we do have some people who are you know, a little bit more casual and they don't want to pay as much. They can do the middle tier. So those So basically it's the cost of one private lesson. Yeah, it's basically the cost of one private lesson a year. I mean, if you look at it monthly, it's like basically like 10, 12 bucks a month. I mean, it's really, really cheap. And I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you're going to get a lot of value out of it, just being able to like analyze your form and then just a lot of enjoyment of being able to like create highlights, share it with your friends and family, like being able to look at that amazing backend that you hit like several months ago or years ago, right? Like, I think it's just, it's, it's an incredible value. And I mean, we store all of your data in the cloud too, which is amazing. So like your videos are going to be there forever. So if you compare our pricing to like iCloud or something like that, I mean, it's just like, it's a steal. Um, you just have like unlimited storage for life, which is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Can you talk a little bit about the social networking piece of Swing Vision and how the app can be used, let's say, for uh, parents whose kid is at a tournament and the parents want to kind of check in and see how things are going? Yeah, so there's a lot that we have to do there still. But um, even today, like if, you're, if your child is traveling, like they could record their match and then you could see it like later that day pretty easily once it like uploads to the cloud. So you can actually watch, literally watch their match like within an hour or so after they've played um, and look at all their stats, like even like review things with them, just kind of keep in touch. And then going into this fall, we're looking into ways to make the experience even better. So we're actually introducing live streaming later this year. Um, and so you'd actually be able to like live stream your child's match from wherever they are and see it in real time, which would be like really amazing. Um, is that one of the parts that the ITA is helping you guys with? Because that's been one of my hugest complaints <laughs> with college tennis is how many times the matches just aren't available. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely a big part of it. Um, you know, not not all programs have the budget for it, but right. we are seeing that like most D1 programs do have the budget for it. So we are hoping to make live streaming like just, you know, prominent everywhere. Um, so that, that is that is a big part of that new plan that we've made for like the college teams. Um, and then we want to bring that to the consumers too. So like, even if you have an individual subscription, like you'd still be able to use it. It'll be a little bit pricier because it's just expensive on our end to do it. But um, I think it's going to be a great experience, especially with 5G now becoming prevalent. Like yeah. uh, internet speeds are so fast anywhere on any court. So um, it's going to be amazing. And then what the one really fun thing that is also going to be there is um, Apple introduced this new feature. It's coming out this fall, but basically you can do like a shared FaceTime call with like multiple people. Mm -hmm. So the idea would be if you're watching your child's match, you could actually watch it together with like multiple people. Like you could have family all around the US oh. like, watching together on the same stream and you can all hear each other talking and like stuff. So it's going to be so fun. Um, and I think just it's just kind of going deeper into like video. Like how can you use video to like make the tennis experience more fun? And in this case, it's for the fans, but um, it's, it's going to be really cool. <laughs> But also just as a way for people to connect, right, over tennis. And, totally. you yeah. know, one of the things you just said about the pandemic and the growth of tennis over the pandemic, you know, the speculation is that tennis grew because it was kind of the only thing available to people. And once gyms are back open and things like that, that people are going to leave tennis and go back to their prior physical activities, whatever those are. Yeah tennis has to find a way to, to keep the people engaged, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we want those new users to stay in the sport. And 
you know, anything that the sport can offer to keep them engaged is a bonus. And I think having technology, tennis is, I, I've said this a million times, but tennis has been so late to the technology mm -hmm. game. And yeah. that was really the impetus behind you starting swinging in the first place, right? You were kind of, I mean, I just remember from our last conversation, you're like, you know, I, I can't get this information. I should be able to have this, you know, let me create an app and make it happen. And voila, there you are. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think having that kind of that social networking Definitely. aspect is a big bonus. And it's something that isn't present in some of the other technology that's out there in the tennis world right now. Yeah, definitely. I think I think just the general social aspect and the community aspect of the app is going to be so important in the future. Um, in the very I mean, I'm just thinking even, you know, for kids trying to find doubles partners for tournaments mm -hmm. or, you know, they can share video oh. and let's say, you know, my kid doesn't know how your kid plays. Well, let's share video, watch, let's make sure we're compatible as doubles partners and then let's try a tournament yeah. together. Yeah, I mean, that's the amazing thing. That's the that's the other thing that we haven't even explored yet is, you know, we're collecting this amazing data about your, how you play, how hard you hit, all this kind of stuff. Like we can match players really, really well, like probably better than anybody because we have such granular information at the shot level. So like, yeah, we can match doubles partners together or even just like trying to find somebody to play with, like singles, like you're traveling for a tournament, you need to hit with someone. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, even as an adult, right? Like you're just, that's a big problem as yeah. an adult, just like finding people to play with because everybody has like different schedules and stuff, right? So I think there's just so many problems we can solve there too. And again, that just all builds on top of like the community stuff you're talking about. It was interesting, like related to the video streaming stuff that we actually had somebody recently suggest like, they basically just made a comment. They said like, I bet we're going to just watch like tennis from Swing Vision someday. And I was like, that's such a cool idea because, you know, the, the idea of like us watching, let's say like a family member's match together, right? Like what if me mm -hmm. and you could just watch like a Federer match together? Like that'd be really yeah. cool, right? Like I, all of our tennis friends across the country, like we can just hop on together and like watch professional tennis. Like it's just interesting to see, like, I don't know if we'll actually go that direction, but it was funny to see somebody suggest that. And they're, they're almost thinking of like video and like tennis as like synonymous with Swing Vision, which is kind of cool. Um, so, you know, I don't know if we'll go there, but it, it certainly seems cool. And I think it, it it's in line with what you're saying, which is just kind of like connecting people who are in the sport, keeping them in the sport, making mm -hmm. it more engaging, like new ways to like engage with other people and like have common interests. Right. So, yeah. So two of your initial investors, or I, I won't say initial early investors were James Blake and Andy Roddick. Are they still involved with the company? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're still involved. Um, we still reach out to them all the time, um, probably like on a monthly basis. Actually, one really funny story recently was Andy Murray, not Andy Roddick, he was on Twitter and he wanted a way to test out um, the speed of his shots. And I think it's because he's like considering changing rackets or something. Mm -hmm. um, and so he was like, does anybody have any like ideas? Like what can I use to track my speed? Because like I'm just playing at home. Like I don't have Hawkeye on my home court. And so a bunch of people are like, swing vision, swing vision, swing vision. And then some, some guy was like, he tagged Andy Roddick. He's like, Andy Roddick, this is your chance. This is the time when you tell Andy Murray about Swing Vision. <laughs> and um, it was so funny, and I didn't really think much of it. But then literally, like, a minute after that tweet, I get an email from Andy Roddick introducing me to Andy Murray. He's like, hey, I want you to meet my friend, Andy Murray. <laughs> like, the way he said it was so funny. It was so casual. Um, but he introduced me to Andy Murray. And so I, me and Andy Murray have been talking. Like, he's actually using the app now. He's been using it to test out his rackets. It's crazy. Um, so that was like one of the funnier things that Andy's done. But he, yeah, he's he's always making great introductions, and I mean James too, uh, to you know potential investors. Um, mm -hmm. The whole the whole thing with Tennis Australia actually 
initially started with an email from Andy introducing me to Craig Tiley. That was like how the whole thing wow. So it's, I mean, they've been incredible and they actually were actually our first two investors, surprisingly. Um, so I, kudos to them, I mean, for believing in us at that time because it was just an idea, but they had the guts and I guess the confidence in us, which is uh, very thankful for that. And um, yeah, they've been great. I mean, anytime we need any introduction, like I can just reach out to them and they're, they're happy to make it, you know, if the time is right. So. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things that makes me so happy to hear these stories is to see our our retired pro, well, they're not fully retired. I don't even know how to categorize them, but, right. you know, top American players that are still interested in and investing yeah. in the sport. And James is, you know, he's been on the podcast talking about other things that he's involved in. And, yeah. and I know Andy's got a foundation that's very active. And, and I think that's really exciting to see these guys, you know, as I said, putting their money where their mouth is and, and, you know, making sure that tennis continues to grow and thrive, not just in the U S but around totally. the world. No, I mean, they're so involved. Like they, I mean, they've both been doing commentary this year, um, right. the last year the pandemic as well. Um, I actually did a clubhouse call with Andy Roddick and then another clubhouse call with James Blake. I mean, they were on for like an hour and a half. Like they were really generous with their time um, and just, just answering any fans' questions. Like it's amazing. And so I think, yeah, as you said, like they're such great examples of like American tennis players after they retire, especially because like they're so involved still. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of people kind of just go on and do their own thing, which is, that's fine too. But I think they're just, they've really gone above and beyond, I feel like, to kind of keep the sport growing and like try to grow the sport too. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. We're, we're all lucky to have them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So now I, you guys have made so many changes over the last few years. I just think it's so exciting to watch the progress that swing vision. Is it still swing vision, swing tennis? How do y'all refer to it now? <laughs> yeah, we refer to it. Swing <laughs> Sorry. Um, so okay. It's okay. I know that there've been some branding changes throughout the years. We might end up going and simplifying it to just like swing or something at some point, but, um, yeah. It's it's all swing. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> but I I love how how quick y'all are able to integrate new things. How responsive you are to suggestions and critiques and yeah. and I think you know that's what's helping make y'all successful is your ability to respond to your users and really understand the people that you're trying to serve. Right, that these are the needs that are out there. We have the technology, we're going to integrate it into this app and we're going to make it available to anyone that wants it for free. You know, if you want to pay a little bit, then you get all these extra features. But basically the free version does an awful lot, too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's totally true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe it's just because we're, we're based in Silicon Valley or something. I think that's just the culture here is like you just listen to the users and like move fast, respond to feedback. Like user feedback is the number one most important thing. Like. I think that's just kind of the culture here. Maybe that's why, I don't know. I think it's like a lot of the other companies maybe are built in different different regions or just different philosophies. Um, and they were also small, which is nice too. Like it's literally just, we only have seven people right now. And I still personally respond to like almost every support email. Um, and people are always shocked. They're like, I can't believe I got the email from the CEO. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool to hear that, but like we're only seven people. So yeah. <laughs> emails. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so we're still pretty small. I, I don't know how long I can maintain that um, because these days it's a lot of emails, but uh, yeah, it's been nice to just be able to be so personal with everybody. Um, and I think it makes it more rewarding too, because like you can see the feedback directly, mm -hmm. um, which is just really nice to just hear like all the, amazing moments that we've created for these people, which is awesome. So 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to urge the Parenting Aces audience to, at the very least, download the free app and and play around with it. Stick it on the court at your kids' next practice, kids' next lesson, kids' next match. Um, make sure you get permission from the opponent, but um, but put it on the court, play around with it, and look at the data that you're able to collect. Watch the videos, have share it with the coach, share it with your player, and you know, see what value that you can find in this app. And then as this line calling feature becomes more perfected and more widely available, I think that's going to be a huge game changer for you guys and for tennis as a whole. I'm I'm excited about that piece. Definitely. I mean, I think the sport's not going to be the same after that. You know, it's, it's like a, it's like a step change in the sport. Like it's just going to change it basically, which is I think for the better. Right. So, but yeah, but yeah, we're, we're all excited for that one too. So we're definitely trying as fast as we can to get it out. I know everybody wants that one. So uh, we're working as hard as we can. <laughs> I love it. Well, so Neil, um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so I mean, if you want to directly reach out to me, you can totally do that. Um, I'm just Swapnil at swing.tennis. So my name hopefully should be in the in the name of this podcast. Um, and then otherwise, you can reach out to us at support at swing.tennis. And then also check out our Instagram. We have lots of really cool like highlights from all players around the world, like amateur and pro. It's just really cool to see like both of them on the same platform. So check us out on Instagram, Swing Tennis. Um, also on Twitter, Swing Tennis, you'll see lots of fun tweets with Andy and James there. Um, and just, yeah, just follow us, stay in touch. Even if you don't download the app, I encourage you to just follow us because it's just there's some fun content out there. Um, and, and we'll have all those links in the show notes on parentingaces.com or wherever you're consuming this podcast. Um, so make sure to check those out too if you didn't get a chance to jot them down. Anything else you need us to know before we sign off here? Um, no, I think that basically covers it. Just thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. And feel very lucky to be on this podcast twice now. So uh, thank you again uh, for thinking of me. And uh, yeah, we'll see where things go. It's a, it's a fun time. Yeah, we'll have you back as soon as these new features get put in place. I, I think, you know, making sure that all the families out there are aware that this technology exists is really important. And that's always kind of been the goal of Parenting Aces is to share information and get into the hands of the families that are playing this great sport. So thank you for taking the time to come and chat with us again. Sorry about the technical difficulties early on, but glad we got it all ironed out and and got through the episode. And I look forward to our next conversation. I can't even imagine what you're going to be sharing with us two years from now. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, thank you again for all you do. It's an amazing podcast. Keep going. And yeah, we we'll hope we'll see you again soon. <laughs> thank you so much. And to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at ParentingAces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.